This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast back for the year 2022. It's been a wild 2021 that we would probably like to forget as Sixers fans, but we move on. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The Sixers defeat the Orlando Magic tonight to improve to 21 and 16. We will talk about this year's expectations moving forward. June sees a path to contention, not necessarily this year. Rumor is that De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton have been made available by the Sacramento Kings. And yet again, a discussion about Philadelphia and booming and Tobias Harris. So with all that being said, happy new year. And here is first name Dane. Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. We are back with the full squad here for the first episode of 2022. We're going to talk about the very quick year of 2021, Devise Harris, more Ben Simmons talk, and some money laundering. But first, we have the fan who yelled at Elton Brand to make a move resulting in, in the Tobias trade. That is Juman. <laughs> I'm glad he took my advice. <laughs> Next, we have the CEO of Color Star, Dave DeBacco. Mm, mm, my Color Star are NFT, the fourth COVID variant, the Toby Cron. <laughs> the Toby Cron variant is the, ne- the next one to hit the streets. Keep an eye out for that. Pre-sale. And last but not least, we have someone who suffered from Fantasy football heartbreak this past weekend. That is JB Muffins. I lost two points by two points, but I won the other one. I'm I'm still. Oh, you did win that. You did win that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, so did did uh, did did JB lose to you, Nuge? No, no, no. He lost one. I thought uh, JB. I thought you lost the other one too. You said you needed the Minnesota kicker to get what less than five points. Uh, yeah, that was that Murph beat me, our good pal Murph. Um, but I won in another okay. League. Murph, congrats. Um, I, I also lost and I lost in the fantasy championship. Um, I had a great squad, it was a good run, but I had Rashad Penny drop 32 points on me. Um, so I am now one in five in my fantasy football career in championships. Not, not great, guys. We uh, we ran a poll on our Instagram account asking if we should have Sixers talk or non-Sixers talk. And uh, 70% of our listeners voted that we should not talk about the Sixers. <laughs> but we can't do that. We got to talk about them a little <laughs> bit. Uh, the Sixers defeated the 15th seed Orlando Magic for their fifth straight win to improve the 21 and 16. Five straight wins. No shit. Five straight wins. They are now the fifth seed, only 1.5 games back of hosting an NBA playoff first round series. Uh, Embiid, who is your uh, December Eastern Conference player of the month, had another 30-point game. Uh, Tobias was Tobias. 
they even ran some Andre Drummond and B lineups out there. Uh, so yeah, it was a uh, not much for me from this game. It was a typical Sixers game. Embiid was great. Everyone else sucks. Embiid's the best dribbler on the team. He's the only player who could do something. Uh, but does anyone have anything to add about this game? Yeah, I mean, I, let me. I'll I'll lead it off. I want to give credit to our fearless leader, Tobias Harris, who went out there had a great stat line. 22-9-4, and four, I believe. It had an efficient game against, let me check my notes here, the, the, the worst team in the league, the 7-32 Orlando Magic. Led us to victory. Great job. Everybody give it up. You can hear the claps in the background. Um, yeah, you know, great game, great win. Uh, tough opponent, you know, came to play. Um, Embiid looks fantastic. Um, wish Maxi was back. He's been really the, the lone bright spot of the season. Um, somehow Embiid has played himself into shape. He really looks great, but uh, I mean, still the weirdest year ever of all the weird years we've had. This is the weirdest by far. And, uh, you know, I still, I don't understand how we're the fifth seed. I still want to tank. <laughs> if we can't trade for a superstar, I, tanking would still be my preferred uh, method of team building this year. But, you know, weird COVID knit. COVID situations, teams are, you know, Joe Johnson's coming and Isaiah Thomas are coming out of retirement. And, you know, it's the, it's pretty much been the big three for the last month and a half in the NBA. So fifth seed, sure. Why not? You know, as long as Embiid's healthy and playing like this, theoretically, we can beat anybody. So, you know, we'll see how the rest of the year shakes out, but uh, five in a row, can't hate it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on the game tonight. So the uh, the Sixers improved to eighteen and eight when Joel Embiid plays, which is like <laughs> a fifty five win pace. Um, so with that being said, what can we expect for the rest of the year? Like I said, we're the fifth seed now. We're only one and a half games back out of the four seed, which would be hosting a first round series. Um, obviously, more than half the season left, but. June, I'll start with you. What are your now that we have almost half the season gone? What are your realistic expectations for the rest of the year? Uh, boring any more injuries and any more COVID outbreaks for the Sixers. I think we'll probably still finish top five, in my opinion. Like Miami's in front of us by one and a half games. Uh, it looks like Jimmy just went out like last night or a couple nights ago with the foot injury. I don't know how long that's going to linger for them. Like Miami's had injury issues all year. And, you know, Bucks and Brooklyn, they're going to finish top two. And I don't really see the Bulls staying up at the top of the Eastern Conference for too long. Uh, so I think we'll probably stay at five or four. But I think that's what I expect from them. Can they win the first round hey. series? Oh, that's you. a tough call. It's, if you play in Miami and Jimmy's back, probably not. Go ahead, Dave. It's I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the standings here. Every feel like every episode I look at the standings and and just yeah, a few things jump out at me. A lot of many things are jumping out at me. Um, but uh, I think the main thing I'm looking at right now is we're only three games out of the two seed and five games out of the one seed, which again, the one seed is the Bulls. So, I mean, is DeMar DeRozan after all these years, finally a franchise player, or is that going to come back down to earth? You know, I I mean, (laughs) the best part about it is that, you know, we're this close to the one seed barring all the, all the, all the weirdness of the season without Ben, 
What a fucking loser. What's he doing? What is he doing? What does he do every day? He must train, right? There's no way he just sits in his game room and plays Dungeons and Dragons or whatever the fuck he plays, right? I mean, what do you, he, what do you think he does? Does he train every day? Is he in basketball shape? What is he doing? He's just living like, like everyone with their New Year's resolution, just hitting the gym every day. <laughs> <laughs> he did get engaged, so he, he hit one shot. Hey, <laughs> oh, there he is, um, dude with the singer. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, like, what, like, I, I just like, I tweeted this a couple nights ago. It's just like, I don't get how you can consider yourself a competitor and watch your, your team and watch how good Embiid is and like, and want to sit out. Him like, and Embiid never must have absolutely despised each other as much as those people, they acted like they were it was just all i don't know we knew it. bill simmons was right all along it, he they tricked me a couple times like i'll never forget when they said like yeah we don't hang out off the court we're not friends like that that was like for forever ago but even like going into last year or during last year Embiid would be the one to like to shut down the rumors that they don't get along um but it's obvious like there's no way a minor comment was like ruined a great friendship. Either they were always on the rocks or they just hated each other from the get go. Uh, you know what, you know, what sticks out to me, honestly, the more, it just kind of, it just appeared in my head, this memory. It was uh, it was one of the first few games of the, of the Al Horford, Josh Richardson season. And we were playing the Timberwolves and, and beat in towns basically were like wrestling on the floor and and be, and then Simmons put Towns in a headlock. Remember that? And then like that's when Embiid was like egging on the crowd and doing like you know pumping his fists like he was you know like a like a professional boxer. And uh, Simmons was trying to like was trying to be like after the whole scrum was was broken up. Simmons was like trying to like you know tap on his chest like yo I got your back man I got your back. And Embiid just like totally ignored him and was just like lost in the you know being a crowd pleaser. And uh, that, that sticks out to me. He kind of like didn't embrace Simmons for having his back in the scrum or anything like that. And that, that was probably, you know, there's probably something there uh, well, when you look at how it's played sad. out. That makes me sad now. Cause I, I want them, I want them to fight for each other. I know. And they never did, Joe. They never did. <laughs> oh, we're way never past did. that. Yeah. Real, real Writing was on the wall. I think Writing that's also, that's also the game where I think Embiid had it with Al Horford. If you remember when all that nonsense was going on, Al Horford was standing in the background with his hands. He on was his standing hips. there with his hands on his hips. Oh my god! He said, "There's he no, made, there's no place for, there's no place yes. for that in our game." <laughs> he made a post game comment saying, "Like you know, something about like maturity and everything." And if you notice, Dave, what did you always used to say about Horford doing to Embiid? And Embiid from that game on was, what did you say? He neutered him. Oh, he neutered him. Yeah. He was, he's got to be more, he's got to be more professional from that. He wasn't the same. He wasn't as Mm -hmm. emotional. And that stopped having fun. It was like, it was like public, like Embiid said it and our GMs or whoever was in the role said it like, and then we would lose games. And I always hated this. He'd be like, yeah, I'm just not having as much fun as I used to. I'm like, Mm -hmm. cringe. That's what happened to me about Horford on the team. I hope that's on the agenda. Everyone hates him. And then Mike Scott, Mike Scott gave a quote to Keith Pompey one time, like Joel, yeah, he could be one of the best players of all time if he takes a page out of Al Horford's book or some shit like yeah, that. Mike, and it's like, yeah, yeah. the you fuck know? out of here. Oh yeah, oh, Mike, can... come on. Oh yeah, Mike Scott Hive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loser shit. 
fighter there was. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. That's disappointing. He seemed he was enjoying that fight too. He was watching oh my all days for Regarding um, the lip service that Embiid and Ben did, like I, I, I fall for it sometimes. I know some people fell for it with Chip Kelly when he was the Eagles coach, but like they're never going to tell you the truth. Like every time they're like, yeah, we're fine. Of course they're going to say that. So I never bought into it. I, they always seemed like there was something that everyone likes to shit on Spike Eskin, but like, it was obvious they weren't like, you know, best friends or anything. And well, when Ben hit his three, he hugged him and was so pumped. And he no, was not it, feeling it. Ben was not feeling it. And B's not an asshole. <laughs> ben is. But it, it seemed like, like it, it seemed. Genuine. Yeah. And B was genuinely happy for him. And Ben was like annoyed. That yeah, it was that probably, big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. So, like, cool. I don't know. It was clearly uh, Embiid, and this is probably just rubbing it in, has gone into this year saying he's got to be a better teammate. Like, part of me is like, eh, maybe you're actually realizing that. Or, two, it's, like, more out of spite. Like, <laughs> fuck, Ben, I'm going to not play video games by myself and hang out with my teammates. I mean, Embiid's and Maxi's relationship seems genuine. Like, did you see the press conference after? We've had some good wins, too. Like, we beat the Nets. We beat the Warriors. But after that Nets game where Maxie was hitting three clutch threes in the fourth quarter, and uh, I think the night before, MB was talking about, like, damn, Maxie, you were trash. And, like, Maxie was laughing that he airballed two threes. And then the next game, he hits those huge threes. And and MB's like, hey, that's how you take criticism, which may have been a shot at Ben Simmons, by the way. I'm starting to think Probably was. he is just like super calculated. Like I, I think his and has people think like, oh, he might have slipped up on words because it's his second language. Like he knows what he's saying and he's taking shots. And oh I, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent taking shots. It's like when he said, "I don't care about that man," and everyone was like, "Oh, it was." It's like comma, I don't care about that man. He, he means like I don't care about. Ben that one time uh he's definitely calculated he's a smart dude uh he knows what he's doing but um anyway while we're on the topic of Ben Simmons the word on the street is that just as I predicted the Sacramento Kings had made De'Aaron Fox and uh Tyrese Halliburton available because they suck and uh is that something that would interest you guys if you had to choose between Fox, who has a contract extension, or maybe Halliburton and some draft capital. Who are you choosing? JB, I'll start with you. Um, or if you're even interested. Oh, I'm interested. I'm yeah. I'm I'm out of patience. That's why I'm not a good GM. Um, I just want to see a more full team, even if it's not the optimal team. And I remember, I think I probably bet on the Kings one night and I saw Halliburton play for the first time and I never knew he had such a funky shot. And he like missed a three that I needed for his probably a $20 bet. So I like <laughs> hour on him for a night. But then he made up for it on, you know, I always ride the Kings. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I watched Fox obviously in that same game too. And he just seems, um, maybe it's just, I'm like anti lefties. Um, but his shot, he seems like he has a shot that like one might go in and three of the next ones are going to just like clank, not off the rim, but like side of backboard type shots. Uh, I saw he shooting 25% from three, not good. All, although probably will reverse a little bit. Give me Halliburton all day. I don't even need draft capital. Let's do well, it. I, 
No, we need we need we need draft capital, lots of it. Is I'm thinking like uh, I'm thinking Dave. here right now, like I you guys know where I stand on this whole thing. And it's like honestly, yeah. <clears throat> Maxi is so promising and he's he's so good a year and a half into his career, and it's like he could actually really be a special player. And it's unfortunate that the timeline probably won't match up with 27, almost 28-year-old Embiid. Uh, but that being said, it's like if we're going to make a move now, if we're if we're out of patience and something needs to happen to build out the team, it's like if we're going to hold on to Maxi, I I like I don't want the Aaron Fox. I want Maxi to continue to just like th- keep him in this fire and let him you know throw him in the deep end and let him learn how to swim. And uh, who knows how much, but he could take a leap between now and the playoffs. I mean, at the, at the rate he's going right now and uh, at the way Embiid is playing, you know, playing off that gravity, it opens everything up for everybody except Tobias. And uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if, uh, if there's going to be like a Kings trade, I mean, they're the 10th seed right now. Like that's the play in they're in the play in they've been trying. They just want to sniff the playoffs. Cause that's the loser shit. But like, Fox and Simmons is cool. They're fast and athletic and they'll, you know, run and gun. And I'd almost rather have like Halliburton buddy and, and like mortgage, give me mortgage their future. I'll take that fucking, you know, the four picks and four pick swaps from the 10th seed Kings with De'Aaron Fox and Ben Simmons. And then put, you know, buddy healed at the two Um, Halliburton and Curry is our guards off the bench. Sure. I'll take that. Can let Maxi shine in his role. I would yeah. do that. Get all those picks stocked up. Sure. You can still was, make a trade down the road. So I was reading a new Beck article and it was saying how, and again, he, he said something like Maxi and, and Fox are duplicitous, but Maxi and Halliburton would mess really well. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just mathematically, we would need a lot of contracts. And I, I doubt that the Kings have too much, heavy contracts on the books besides like a healed or a Barnes type person. So they'd almost have to throw them in. Um, mm-hmm. So give me, give me Barnes and, and Halliburton and you could have, you could have Simmons. Before we got on this podcast, uh, Dave, you seemed a little, it seems like you you talked yourself a little into it, but you before this podcast, you seemed like it was not worth it. You'd rather wait. Yeah, I still think it's all fool's gold. You know, it's it is undoubtedly all fool's gold. You know, we're not winning anything with this team. You know, we're not we're not beating the Nets. We're not beating the Bucks. We're not beating the Warriors. We're probably not even beating the Suns in a seven game series with this team. But ah, Embiid's playing good. We're five games out of the one seed. It's a weird season. You know, it shit happens when it's weird. You know, you never know. You never know. You never yeah, know. COVID's and back, it's like, you know. Yeah, COVID's back in, in full force. The Toby Cron variant is just <laughs> really wiping us out in particular. And uh, why not? I'm looking at the – I like this. Sacramento, sure. Buddy makes 22. Um, let's see. Well, Ben makes 33. Buddy makes 22. So we're a third of the way there. And then uh, – but like Bagley, Bagley makes 11. So that's 33 and 33. That's a clean salary match. Shield and Bagley. Halliburton can't make much. He was like a, makes 4 million. Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. So what about First, like uh, Buddy, Bagley, Halliburton for Simmons and Danny Green. But then we get like seven, seven of their picks or something. Six or seven <laughs> of their picks. 
Yeah, something Why not? to think about it. Uh, yeah, Jude, not? I don't think. How do you have, feel about these players? Sorry, Jack. Get all that draft capital. You don't think you we don't need think- it? No, I would love it, but I, I don't. Do we have that leverage right now? Buddy know. Hield and Marvin Marvin Bagley and Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. We be, if we were getting Darren Fox, then yeah, maybe no draft capital. But come on, this is still this guy still you know run run through his uh through his hollow um, achievements in his career. He's still the you know this defensive stud who you know just wants to play in the shadows, and he still impacts winning. You know he he impacts regular season winning. We know that, and uh, yeah, he was the number one overall pick. Five years ago, he's 25 years old. He's under contract. He wants to be in California. Maybe he'll stay. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I absolutely. We should get some picks back. Maybe not seven unprotected ones, but, you know, maybe at least a couple. Uh, good, good for Ben because, you know, the Sixers were too good too fast. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't develop the way he, he should have. So the Kings, shitty franchise, he can make his mistakes, like he, like he said, and he can learn from it. Uh, JB, you're going to say something. What would your prediction be um, over under if we traded him tomorrow to the Kings or really any team? How many games does it take for him to suit up? Is he suiting up the first game? Because that would be hilarious. Dave, or does- you're on mute. Dave, you're on mute. <laughs> Whoops. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, he has to be in great – if he's not in great shape, then, I mean, what a genuine, like, piece yeah. of shit. I don't mean that. I mean from the mental, like, is he going to just basically – if he suited up the first game after a trade, it would be a blatant – the medical stuff with Philly. He would, he would definitely sit out at least a couple games. There's yeah. no way they're that yeah. tone deaf, you know. Ah. Eh. It could be. I mean, I mean, Rich Paul compared a situation to John Walls. Yeah, it could be that dumb. They could. I would be appreciate dumb. a good fuck you, Philly, if he played first game. I think the best fuck you of all time. I would. I would like it. It would good solidify play. that he's a total scumbag and made a mockery of mental health. But you know, I, I don't. Th- I don't think. Uh, I, I think that that's thin ice anyway. As it is, I mean, I was never really sold. You know, on that whole thing. You know, not 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 to be insensitive toward mental health, but come on, the fucking guy. It's it, the I mean, how dumb are we? He's fine. He wants his money. He showed up for his money. Didn't work out. Now he's holding out like a crybaby. And uh, yeah, for you know, for for PR purposes, he probably won't won't play the first few games in Sacramento. But you know, yeah. Give me the um, picks. I need picks. I need capital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jude, real quick. Halliburton Fox interested, and we're going to segue into your well, a little background. June had a lot to drink on New Year's Eve, <laughs> and uh, I was telling him that the Sixers are doomed, and I firmly believe that the Sixers are doomed. And June was telling me there's a little bit of hope. So, June, just tell me real quick. I, I assume your answer is going to be no, judging on your, your scheme. That you're not interested. Are you interested in Fox and Halliburton? And then tell us about how the Sixers are going to get back into contention. Not necessarily this year, but maybe next year. All right. Uh, regarding the first situation, if the last three teams in the NBA that want to trade for Simmons is Kings, Pistons, and Pacers, then I'm interested in Halliburton more than Fox, Halliburton, and Picks. 
So we don't give up Maxi. We can build a team with them. Uh, but my interest is no. Because I don't want to, like, you know, rush things again, get it wrong, and then just completely waste Embiid's prime years. But, you know, remember, was it was it last year when Harden was on Houston? And in J.J. Reddick's podcast, the trade to Philly was basically done with. And it seemed like the words in the NBA knew that Simmons for Harden was basically done. But for Tato, whatever his name was, shipped him to, what is it, the Nets from a three-way pick for Kelly Olenek and who knows what. Avery Bradley. So now he's in Brooklyn, you know. Now he's in Brooklyn doing all this Kyrie stuff. And he hasn't signed an extension yet. Mm. And when they brought it up earlier this season, he like kind of brushed it off. He's like, I don't want to focus on it yet. I want to, you know, focus on this season first and then focus on it later in the offseason. You know, if you really want to stay, I think he would have already signed the deal. And if he's going to drag this on till the end, and who knows? Like, I don't – the Nets has to play a Boston seven-game series, and you know what happened? Like, even though, you know, they were that, they were blowing them out with, what, Kyrie and KD, but they just – I don't know, it just lost it at the end. But, like, after the season's over, like, Harden's going to look around and say, like, does he want to deal with this shit again with Kyrie and KD? And is he really going to win a ring, be happy there? And I don't think he is. I don't think he's happy there. I think mm-hmm. – and the Nets don't want to let him go. So, look at, look at the team. They have two max contracts that we're willing to trade. Ben or Tobias? <laughs> In my opinion, I don't think we're going to trade him for Ben. Oh. I think we're going to get up to Vice Harris and Max. <laughs> the, dumbest, the dumbest part of your, of your theory. Yeah, the June, June you, you have me told Tobias <laughs> for James Harden. Well, he, he snuck in. He snuck in Maxie. Uh, no, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Ben might. I'd rather Ben in some play. picks. Wait, wait. Did you hear that? He thinks Ben's going to play. I think Ben's going to play. <sighs> with with us? It took a wild turn. <laughs> the same guy who didn't want to play with Jimmy Butler because he demanded the ball. <laughs> I believe it. I don't June, know, you man. really had me. You really had me the whole time. I gotta, I gotta digest the ending part. Yeah, I still think the intro is could be right. I think you because, might have felt seventy percent of it. Yeah, because Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons, who's clear, like we talked about earlier on this podcast, has proven to be correct about. Simmons and Embiid never really getting along has also said that he, you know, has a, a feeling quote unquote feeling that Maury still wants Harden and that's not dead yet. He's said that multiple times this year on his podcast. So who knows? Simmons is obvi- Bill Simmons is obviously plugged in um, and you never know. There could be something there, uh, but I don't know. Bill Simmons. He's probably in his fifties. <laughs> oh, <no. Harden. laughs> Let's see. Oh, Bill Simmons, he looks great for his age. What do you mean, Joe? <laughs> Is Harden over like 32? 32. He's exactly. probably right there, yeah. 32, exactly. Uh-huh. Got a few years left of them. Um June, you 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 had you had my attention throughout, like it made sense. And then you got to we're gonna somehow get him for Tobias fucking Harris. Give me Halliburton. And, and Ben's gonna suit up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joe thinks it's, there's no way in hell. You see this? No. I just look. like rooting for young guys. <laughs> if if me... Ben if Ben really wanted out, like he would have told Rich Paul to like, do everything you can. Tell the Sixers I want it out. Like I don't care. Like you don't I think, think that would have happened already. Yeah, it hasn't that been done? Away is, from, from is that the entire story? Did you forget? <laughs> He's got the Toby Cron, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget what happened the past six months? Like that I don't know, bro. That's the only thing that's happened. <laughs> still. He's you still here. You, June, I like it. I like it. I like the James Harden theory. I like the James Harden theory. I'll give it to you. I was in. Yeah, I still think in. your conclusion, but at least, like, I, I don't think it's egregious to say, like, one, we're holding out for Harden, and two, like, I don't think it's a crazy possible or a crazy improbability. Like, in Harden, Harden's mind, he's probably like, this isn't too fun playing with these other people taking the ball from me. Uh, if we don't win the championship, maybe I run it back because that's all I want. But if we win a championship, which they're probably still the favorites to do so, then fuck it. I'll go somewhere else and be my be the hero again. Well, here's another one for you. How about instead of uh, instead of Tobias and Maxi and picks for James Harden? How about Buddy Healed, Maxi, Tyrese Halliburton and an unprotected pick from the Kings for James Harden? That could work. But, but, that. But, there we go. I think we just fixed it. Stuck with Toby. <laughs> ah, we're stuck with Toby. Unless we, <laughs> unless unless the Westbrook type trade comes along, he's finishing out that contract here. What about Przingis? That'd be dope. I saw dope. someone that I usually follow on Twitter. I don't know. I don't remember who that was. Like the I'd rather Westbrook than Porzingis, and I was like, what? I don't watch. I don't. I don't watch much Porzingis, but. <laughs> There's no way that could be right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty tuned out of the NBA this year, but Westbrook might be the worst player in the league. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He is very bad. Like, shot selection, lazy defense. He, he, he's in his own world on the court, man. You, he, we were begging him to take shots in the first-round series last year. It was that bad. He's the is worst it, contract in the NBA. Isn't Porzingis, like – a theoretical good fit like with us with the assumption like yes he's overpaid but if we're trading overpaid for overpaid give me the dude that chucks threes can maybe get a block and that's about it i guess he could be he could he could play the theoretical al horford role which is stretch four backup five why not i'd do it and he bombs threes which is what we need yeah like Give me Kevin Love. Trade Toby for Kevin Love. Just shoot threes. Cuban's got to be in the NFT game. Him and Toby might, you know. There's yeah, a, there you go. There you go. There's a good stat, which is like a bunch of like stretch fours who a lot of people kind of consider washed. But like over the last 10 games have like, they all have like 15 more threes in the buys errors. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Uh, One of them was, uh, which I thought was egregious to include, was a uh, Who's the guy on Ra- – oh, Siakam. Who oh, was he was one like 1 of 15. <laughs> I'm like, how are you using that as like a, a comparative statistic? It's like Toby's 0 of 13, Siakam's 1 of 14. Like, it's Siakam, the same shit. An actual Look. NBA All-Star, not a borderline <laughs> All-Star. 
while we're on the topic of uh, sorry, Dave, you want to say something before we move on? I was just I was just gonna say it's so it's so bad. I mean, all jokes aside, last year he he legitimately was good. He was twenty points. His his oh, uh, I, I just... his <laughs> his classic tw- regular season wise, he was his classic twenty points. You know, eight rebounds, four assists, whatever it was. But he was fifty four to ninety last year. He's far from fifty four to ninety this year. I believe I wish I had it up. I thought I just had it up, but. I think it's uh 43 29 80 something this year which is Our which is not is not efficient better and we bully teams and that's when Toby does well when we need him to be to carry us a little bit that's when he has historically not done well and we think he's more of that he's than he's really missing Ben Simmons yeah I do probably have right been opened up a lot for him. um I disagree he that was he was great last year. <laughs> well, I, I, th- I saw him go to a hot start, and he just rode that <laughs> perception. And what we thought would happen, happened. He became his old self, and he struggled versus the fucking Atlanta Hawks, who, I must say, fucking suck. Like <laughs> they we do suck. Said, How crazy is that? They suck. <laughs> yeah, they really, they genuinely stink. Um, they have the same team, and they suck. Out of curiosity, like, I remember when – the whole rule change went in with all these like stupid running into people fouls. And I was like, immediately Trey young is going to be like neutralized. Has that, I don't know. There's probably no way I've actually known this and none of us watch it enough, but like, I wonder if that's had any real impact on him and other people that do that annoying shit. Yeah. I'll give you two more people that it probably has had an impact on Dame Lillard and James Harden who have not been quite themselves this year. Yeah, Lillard about to be shut down, I saw. Our main trade targets. <laughs> yeah, give me – Wait, is that true? I didn't even know that. Is Lillard hurt? There's a rumor. Yeah. He's been hurt with, like, a lingering abdomen injury, and a story came out today that, like, he was meeting – or people were meeting in the Blazers, I don't know, front office or Bill Ups or Lillard himself <clears> to <throat> discuss an extended absence to recover. They are going to totally blow that. They're the 12th seed right now out West. So they're, they're going to shut Lillard down for the season. They're going to fire sale the trade deadline and uh, McCollum will be gone. I'm looking at McCollum would be Boston's going to try to get McCollum Boston or Dallas. I think make the, make the most sense for CJ McCollum. I think he'd be really good on both of those teams. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I crystal Dave's crystal ball, new segment, Um, Portland fire sale at the deadline. And uh, Lillard done for the year, and they play the lottery. And then and who knows what happens to someone, huh? And he's still like, uh, I'm so <laughs> give me Halliburton, give me Marvin Bagley over Lillard right now. That dude is a what is wrong with him? Even if that's what's wrong with you, you don't have to say it every day. <laughs> <laughs> he's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, it's uh, it gets old. you're committed to your team. Real quick, who would you rather have? James Harden or Dame Lillard? Harden. I'm over Lillard. This is this is difficult for me. June, you go next. James Harden. <sighs> you want to hear my answer, Dave? Lillard. Yeah, I want to hear your answer. James Harden. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right. Does, my vote doesn't matter then. But... Uh, <laughs> God, I just, I, there's something about, there's something about Lillard, man. I just feel like, you know, I think the, the perfect player to put with Joel Embiid, 
It's all injuries aside, assuming 100% health for everybody. I think the best player, the most obvious perfect fit with Embiid is Steph Curry. And I think Lillard is number two. I really do. Just the, the shooting touch. Not that Harden's not a good shooter. Harden's a great shooter, but Lillard is just different. And uh, I think Lillard is probably the most clutch crunch time. I, nobody has made more game winners than Dame Lillard. Nobody. He is video game Dame, Dame time. That's what we've, the biggest hole we have is that somebody give the, give the ball to a perimeter guy in crunch time. And nobody has made more game winning threes, daggers than Damian Lillard. And uh, I just can't get that out of my head. So I'll, I'll be in the, I'll be in the minority. I'd go Dame. Hey, that's a good point because uh, where have we struggled a lot in the past few years? Crunch time, so mm-hmm. you know, not not an easy decision. So I I I get your your reason there. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll move on to. I'm sorry, we're talking about it again. I know we talked about it before, but the topic of booing. So <laughs> I don't even remember who we. I don't even remember who we last played, but it was at home. Um, uh, a team that uh, Houston suck. They they're missing their two best players and they suck. Yeah. We of course in Sixers style got off to a slow start. Uh, was probably losing or just being embarrassing in the first half, and the fans were giving it to Tobias. They were booing him uh, every flag shot he did, every Toby move he did, and a weird moment happened where he kind of like egged them on, like keep booing. Um. So it's obviously getting to him uh and then we ended up taking over the game we're up by 14 in garbage time he hits a jump shot even though Andre Drummond was wide open but he then can be seen kind of mouthing like don't clap don't fucking clap as like like don't Mm -hmm. cheer for me because you boot for me so he's taking it personal once again uh I'm gonna ask the question JB I start with you is, is is the booing too much? I like people are saying it. I, I don't know. Like I think it's fine to do. I just like my personality. It's so I I hate just like awkward situations. And as much as I want Toby gone, I sometimes feel bad for him. Like I can't imagine being in a VBA game like with twenty <laughs> fans and like nineteen of them are just raining down booze. That would be the worst <laughs> thing ever. Um, I like <clears throat> two beers in me. I'm, I'm throwing booze out there, but if I'm sober, I'm, I'm, uh, I won't make a peep. Cause I don't know. Secondhand awkwardness is like the worst experience in the world for me. And I like <laughs> can't imagine, like, I, I think a good boo here and there is cool, but like every time the dude touches the ball and I don't think that's what happened, but we do that to like some other people. It's fine when they're the enemy, but he's on the team. It's kind of, is that, is that going to help him overcome whatever is wrong with him? <laughs> uh, I don't think I, so. I, I think it was like on missed shots. I mean, if it was every possession he touched it, that's kind of much. I think it's kind of like Jalen Rager, like they're booing him when he comes out for introductions. Which like I hate Rager more than anyone in the world, and like I think that's a little too much. If he if he goes back negative ten yards, sorry, go ahead. No, you're that's so. I I can't. Except if Ben Simmons played a game, like I would never boo the guy when he walks onto the field in terms of Rager. Like he stays in the bus, but like he's a kid. (laughs) He's still a kid. 
if he loses 10 yards on a screen pass, boom, you know, yeah, but like not backwards. on not what he runs out for a punt return, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Uh, so like, I mean, I, I watched the game here and there. I don't think that was the case with Toby. I think there was even one where he like let the shot clock run out. They've started doing, um, but Dave is the booing too much for you. No, it's not too much. It's oh, why would oh, God? <laughs> no, it's not too much. It's not too much. It's not, he's a professional athlete. It's means that we want more out of him. It's the, it's tough love. And he's taking it personally because he's a beta softy. So it just says it all. It says it all. And yeah, I agree with Joe. I feel bad for him. He's nice. And I, he's a crypto guy. guy and we've talked to, he's responded to my crypto tweets before and he's staunch member of the community, <laughs> you know, hard to hate him really just general, generally, you know, great person. It's sports. You boo yes, when it's bad and you cheer when it's good. What are we talking about? It's not that hard. The, the oh God, I don't know. It's stupid. June, Very I think hard. I know your answer is the booing too much. I mean, if it's like Regor, where it's like every time he walks onto the field, that's a little <laughs> excessive. But, you know, everything in life, like moderation, moderation of booze. It's just like, yeah, and it's not like he just got booed for the first time the other night, and that's when it became a thing. Like it's not like he gets like he gets booed during player intros all season, and every time he touches the ball, like LeBron coming back to Cleveland, it's like he played like shit against one of the worst teams in the league, and he got booed. Like, yeah, of course he got booed. Yeah, I mean they didn't boo him when he went two of thirteen in Game Four versus the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he tried his hardest; he didn't get he didn't booed. Um, it, what is booing? It's it's a sound. It's like they're not personal threats. They're not insults. It's like booing is okay. We're not the only city that boos their team. Like it's, I can't believe we're talking about this again. We had to. I know, but it's just it's just not that serious. Um, like I said, there are like use your common sense. There are situations where it's just stupid to boo. Um, my favorite argument is. How would you feel if people booed you at your workplace? <laughs> as if it's the same fucking thing. And, and as if like retail workers don't get yelled at by the public. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. All the Karens, all the Karens with masks, no masks during COVID. Right. You know, getting coughed on. Worse. <laughs> I'd rather get booed in the NBA and drive home in my Rolls Royce truck and have my NFT collection worth $40 million. He, he will, me. I promise you, he will be okay. He will be okay. <laughs> More than okay. More than okay. Uh, and if he can always look up in that crowd and see Brandon Cohen with his Tobias Harris jersey on. Uh, Brandon, what a, what a sham. The dude hid it under a sweatshirt. Hid it under the sweatshirt. Didn't even send a pic. He didn't wear yeah, it. He didn't even wear it. Yeah, I don't believe it. Uh, bad, bad look. Yep. We'll get, a, we'll get a comment tomorrow. We'll just close on the, on the, on the tw- Sixers Group Therapy Twitter page. Um. Is it true that Zach Friedman was going to call last episode to defend Toby? Probably. <laughs> Probably. If that's true, I respect that. I, I do want to issue an apology to Zach. I forget what happened, but the pod <laughs> didn't happen last week. Uh, it was probably me because I didn't, I didn't feel like doing it. But I apologize, Zach. We'll have you on anytime. Uh, you can defend Toby if you want. Uh, I don't know why you would, but you can. They're Brandon, Brandon, too. Both of them. It's, it's truly impressive, but it's just – 
screams deja vu because I think they were the same two on the Ben's on the Ben's. There side. were, and I've said it a hundred times. I understand dying on the Ben Hill. I, I get that. The Toby Hill, really? Yeah. Run, <laughs> run. There's still time. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Kate and Allah have been out, I guess, for COVID protocols. So uh, Tom McGinnis, who's usually the radio host, and Mark Jackson, who usually does the post game, have been doing a pretty good job. Would you guys like to see more games from them? Not only would I like to see more, keep keep Kate and Allah in the protocol. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed these last these last few games. The, the, Mark, first of all, Mark Jackson needs to stick around. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kate. Look, Kate is she's doing a great job. She, big shoes to fill. Bigger than that, you know, Zoom off is the greatest of all time. And I've I've always liked Allah. I know people have mixed feelings on Allah. I've always been a, personally been a, been a really big fan of his since he's been here. That being said, Mark Jackson is just fan. Tom McGinnis is that he's just, you know, jer- my, radio microphone in the rafters someday. I mean, he belongs on the radio. He's doing a really good job filling in. But Mark Jackson is great. He's totally brings the energy. And I'm, I'm a huge fan. I actually I almost tweeted at him tonight crushing it in the booth keep it up and uh i hope i don't know if he sticks around that means someone's got to go but i don't know i uh i am a i love mark jackson in the booth i think he's great i think he's great so he's filling in right now technically for a lot right yeah who is like i i feel like he's been my second favorite second man uh, behind who's who's the guy that went to become like a uh, executive for Atlanta, the big burrito? Why can't I think of his name? The <laughs> big burrito, Malik Rose. Malik Rose. I <laughs> loved when Malik Rose, yeah, did only one season. Like these, these couple nights of Mark Jackson almost reminded me of him, just less funny because Malik, Rose same, is but He's Mark great. Jackson talks a lot and not, not in a bad way. It's just yeah. like nonstop. Got the one liners, yeah. He's he's perfect. Good yeah. amount of bias. Anecdotes from when he played was a, was a Sixer. Like uh, he should. Be guy. They they should do three announcers. How about that? That'll make everyone happy. Yeah, hey, they got to they got to do, do something. That. They got to do something. Yeah, some teams do that. Um, <laughs> thinking back to our our best color guys. <laughs> um. Remember when they're we wine, had, they're we wine had, drunk in the background. They're singing the 10. She said 10, 9, 8, 70. Oh, here she's back. <laughs> Getting used to the house, Dave. Sorry about that. Continue. No, it's, it's, it's wine night. Steph, Steph, has got Meg over for wine night. Dave, we had, we had drunken men on the episode once. <laughs> uh, some of the best colored guys. You guys remember Eric Snow who fell asleep on the, on the broadcast? Classic. I don't remember listening, but yeah. I'll never forget that fact. There was uh, Steve Mix, who was the, the first guy I remember watching, the, the mayor. Um, mayor, the mayor. And then I guess there was Allah, who's like, he's fine, but like, I think it's clear that Zoo really brought up his, his game for him. Where do, um, where do these other people go? Like, I don't remember. Like, do announcers get fired or do they get promoted to other jobs? Like Malik Rose, easy. We already talked about it. Took a job with the Hawks. We're like, where did Steve Mix go? They had to fire Eric Snow, right? Like, Steve, <laughs> Steve Mix. Steve Mix was old. He definitely retired. Yeah, I, I think. So. But uh, Eric Snow, I think he weighs like four hundred pounds now. I think he's a college coach or something. 
There's a picture of him on Twitter, and it looks like Eric Snow ate Eric Snow. It's bad. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of astonishing, really, if you see that picture. Um, remember, but- he, dude, it's so funny. I remember the 2001 Sixers, they always used to talk about how Eric Snow's mom, she was like an incredible cook, and she would like cook huge team dinners for everybody. And uh, they all loved her cooking, her home cooking. So makes sense. All right. There you that's go. My, that's my two cents on Eric's. No, yeah, I remember that sticks out in my head. I remember she would have big team cook for the cook for the whole squad. Love that. Very, uh, very team friendly. Um, but guys, we are approaching uh, almost to an hour now. So I'll do a little, a little rapid fire before we go. Um, we'll do it in the order that I introduced you guys. So June, Dave, Joe, um, your favorite moment of 2021. Oh, for Sixers or general in life? Anything could be Sixers. It could be anything. Oh, when I got vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that coming. (laughs) Wait, wait, should we? I'm not going to say anything about how you're feeling this week, June. (laughs) He's symptom free. It It works. It's just just funny because you got to go. Anyway, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Dave, your favorite moment in 2021. Oh man, a little bit different. I had a big year. I had a really big year. A lot to I could pick a few things. A Number one, I what was that JB? <laughs> what a layup you have. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh pick from a hat. I uh I'm first and foremost, I married my beautiful wife, Stephanie DeBacco. And then uh, we'll, we'll just leave with that. I had a couple other highlights, but uh, that was far and away number one. Had a beautiful wedding. It's great stuff. Great stuff. JB. That is such a hard question. Um, I don't know. I'll go with uh, I did a lot more exploring and traveling than I've ever done before. And I found my way into Montana. Which Joe Montana. Would have never predicted on a map in my life. I probably still can't even find it on a map. So that was cool. Um, I think the easy answer for me is going to Hawaii. That was awesome. Um, but a little, a little sneaky, a sneaky candidate is, uh, the Sixers embarrassing us versus the Hawks. Um, because I think that put me, that made me think like a new perspective on life. And I started moving on from the Sixers and like, I, I barely do his podcast now because I hate the Sixers so much. And I've been, you know, looking at like new skills and new hobbies and it's been kind of refreshing this year. Um, predictions for the Eagles for the rest of the year, June. Oh, this is a big one. There's a lot of conditions. If we play the Rams in LA, we'll beat them. Let's go. (laughs) That I'll tell you what, that stadium is gonna be a lot of Eagles fans. Dave, do you have any Eagles input? Uh, no, I'm not qualified. Jamie. Not qualified. Aren't like the overwhelming odds at like 90% chance we play the Bucks? Uh, I don't know. So it's so if the Niners win and the Rams win, we're definitely playing the Rams because we're we're seven, Rams are two. Aren't they they're playing each other? No, the Rams are playing. Oh, you're right. So if the Rams win, so we can't play the Rams unless the Bucks lose. Something like that. Something like that. I, I oh, think, I didn't it's think funny. about that. 80% chance we play the Bucks, um, And we're going to win. <laughs> I'll be the naysayer. Like, I get that they're decimated by injuries, 
but they still have Tom Brady. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will until he retires, him and Aaron Rodgers, I will never expect to beat their teams. They could have, I don't know, they could not field wide receivers. I don't care. They are so good. <laughs> I think we're going to the Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> Much your uh, your must watch TV show that you're watching right now, June. Oh, this is a shout out to the Korean media. Uh, the show's on Netflix. It's called Singles Inferno. Hmm. Weekly episodes. Interesting. About? Weekly drops on Netflix. It's like a they have a group of Koreans in an island, and it's like a dating show. It's, it's pretty cool. There- is it not like murdering? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I thought an isolated island. I thought you were going to go down the squid game path. Dave, what are you watching? Oh man, kind of somber. I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd mass recommend it to all our all our listeners, but I told you guys about it. Uh, just watched the show on Hulu called Dope Sick, which is a true story about the diabolical Sackler family of Purdue Pharma and how they are pretty much solely responsible for the Oxycontin and opioid epidemic and uh, it's gut-wrenching stuff. I don't know. Be prepared. It's a, it's a hit, hit you in the feels, hit you in the feels when you watch it, but very good though. Really enjoyed it. I watched Maybe. a documentary on that uh, in like New Orleans last year on Netflix. It was, it's crazy. Um, I've been behind on shows. I've, just started catching up on Succession, which I love season one and two. I think it's a pretty consensus enjoyed show, and I wouldn't say otherwise. Uh, I'm excited to finish it, but I got to catch up on a bunch of other shit that is on the list. It's uh, I tried watching Succession today. Uh, it's I'm, From the I'm the type of person, huh? From the season one? The beginning, yeah. I'm the type of person that like the episode one has to like – get my attention and I was kind of bored through episode one. I might give another shot because I need a new show anyway, but I just finished Money Heist uh, on Netflix. Highly recommended. Uh, suspenseful, uh, you know, thriller, heist movie, like uh, TV show, kind of like an Inside Man, but uh, TV series. Awesome. Highly recommended. Um, and I've been watching the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon. Whenever I need like background noise or uh, if I'm like washing dishes and because I saw Spider- we, Spider-Man Far From Home awesome if you're a spider-man fan um all right last one new year's resolutions june oh man i didn't think about that one Uh, give us no prep (laughs) come back to me dave get your get your booster june (laughs) 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 me my new year's resolution is uh Oh God, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't know. Stay consistent with good habits, which is what I which is what I try to do all the time. So I'm not, I've never been a big New Year's resolution guy, at least recently in my life. I feel like you know the best time to start was yesterday. So you know, keep doing, keep uh, keep trying to win and and try to retire this year. I'm gonna try to retire this year. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm shooting for age 40, Dave. Um, uh, pay less, order less delivery. Mm. Good, one. good one. I like that. 
I'm clean, I think, for 2021 or 2022. There you go. What year is it? Actually, no, I'm not. I've (laughs) (laughs) during Um, the week. You're clean during the week. That's the goal. Yeah. My New Year's resolution. Um less Sixers. You're almost started. You started yesterday. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, fellas. Um, that's all I got for you. Anything to plug before we go? Let's shoot for here's our, our Sixers group therapy New Year's resolution. We got to shoot for one a week. One episode a week. <laughs> Coming from you, that he's done with the team. <laughs> <laughs> off topic, off topic pod. We one pod a week, even if it's about food. Food pod. About anything? Yeah, well, I'll we'll watch a movie. We'll come on, recap it. Anything. All right, I might be anything. done. I might yeah. be done. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Not so much the Sixers, but to talk to you guys, it's always nice. So yeah, good stuff. That being happy said, New Year, guys. happy New Year. Go Birds. Go Birds. Talk to you, uh, I guess, next week. All right. Good. That's it. There you go. <laughs> See All you guys. Fellas. Have a good night. See you guys. Ooh.